BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off-limits. Hi guys, welcome to With Wit. Today, my guest is Dr. Sarah E. Hill, a research psychologist and professor who studies health, relationships, and other forms of social behavior using the super generative theoretical tools available from evolutionary sciences. I'm so excited for this conversation because she is going to tell us all about her new book, This Is Your Brain on Birth Control. This book provides an even-handed science-based understanding of who women are both on and off the pill. It's so amazing that she's getting answers to questions that women deserve to know and have trouble getting. We need to understand the full picture of birth control and what it does. So without further ado, here is Dr. Sarah E. Hill. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. I'm so excited that you're here. What age are most girls going on birth control these days? Most women that I talk to, college students, you know, women who are a little bit older in their 20s, a lot of them have been on the birth control pill since they were 13, mm-hmm. 14, mm-hmm. usually being prescribed because of their skin or they had bad menstrual cramps. And this is very common. It's still very common. And part of the reason I wrote this book was because we're changing women's profile of sex hormones, Mm -hmm. which might sound like a sort of an easy fix when it comes to things like clearing up your skin. But when you do that, it's going to have widespread effects on the entire body from head to toe, including in the brain. Mm -hmm. And I think that we've kind of had a little bit of a blind spot when we think about women's hormones and the way that we treat them and making these types of prescriptions to these young girls. Yeah, And their brains aren't even done developing yet. And that's the thing that's kind of troubling to me in the context of things like clearing up your skin and regulating your cycles, just because our sex hormones, in addition to you know influencing things like sexual desire and, and who we're attracted to and some of these other things that I discuss in the book, during the time when your brain is developing after puberty, your sex hormones are really playing an important role in the way that your brain is organized. And so we don't yet really know whether being on the birth control pill 
prior to age 20 or so, which is generally when the majority of post-pubertal brain development is sort of finalizing, Mm -hmm. we don't really know a lot about whether or not going on the birth control pill before the brain is finishing developing is influencing the way that the brain is actually put together. Wow. It's like one thing when you're prescribing, you know, a sexually active 16-year-old. Of course. Right? Because in that case, it's like the risks, they might be outweighed by the benefits Mm -hmm. because obviously there are very clear benefits for women of not getting pregnant, particularly when they're young and have their whole life ahead of them. But yeah, for these sort of like smaller issues, like, you know, decreasing your menstrual cramping or clearing up your skin, I think that we've been really too cavalier about just giving women the birth control pill for every reason under the sun without really taking the time to think about what we're really doing. Totally. It's like we wouldn't give young boys steroids when they're they're in the middle of puberty. Puberty. Yeah, puberty. We've been really, really far too sort of casual about it. Absolutely. So let's talk about the different kinds of birth controls and Mm -hmm. how they affect our body beyond just being birth control, because I don't really know much about them. I started taking the birth control pill when I started to think about having sex when I was 21, Mm -hmm. but I never thought about everything else it was going to be doing to my body. I just thought about what it was servicing, you know? So besides just the birth control pill, there's so many other methods that people use these days. Like I want to go kind of one by one and talk about the pros and cons to them. Right. So, you know, when it comes to um, hormonal contraception, Mm -hmm. so, you know, you've got the pill, Mm -hmm. you've got the vaginal ring. Uh There's a lot of women are being given um, the hormonal IUD. The Mirena is very, I know a lot of women who are on that. When you're talking about those different types of options or the shot, like each one of those is influencing your ability to get pregnant and, and you know, sort of taking that off the table mm-hmm. um, by, by changing what your sex hormones are doing. And sometimes doctors will tell women when they give them the vaginal ring or when they give them the Mirena that um, you're having this more localized effect on your, you know, reproductive hormones in right, some way. That it's not affecting the rest of your body. That it's not affecting the rest of your body, which is which is not true. Right. Because um, I've heard that from more women than I can even begin to tell you. How that are doctors allowed to say that to women, knowing that that's not true? Well, I don't know if they do. It's like it's like that was like five minutes in there. You know, if it's your general practitioner, I mm-hmm. would assume an OBGYN community is sort of tapped into the way that birth control pills work or the way that the Mirena works. And right. it all works. Help. Yeah, exactly. Well, it all works the same way by um, influencing the brain, actually, because the brain is the thing that prevents this hormonal cascade that leads to ovulation. Okay, um, and I so, did not even know that. Yeah, so the way that the birth control pill works is that it tells um, this part of your brain called the hypothalamus, hey, you don't need to tell the ovaries to start maturing an egg um, because, you know, right now we're waiting to see whether or not an egg has been released because that's actually the hormonal profile that's mimicked by the pill mm-hmm. is that time in your cycle after an egg has been released and your body's waiting to see whether or not you're pregnant or not. Okay. Um, and so when you take the hormonal contraception, whether it's, you know, the IUD or the birth control pill, it's telling your brain, you know, don't do anything. Don't tell your ovaries to start maturing an egg because we're waiting to see what happened from the last one that we released. Right. And so, so it all works in the brain. And so the idea that doctors, you know, would be telling, oh, well, you know, this is localized. Um, any hormonal contraception that a woman is on will end up wherever blood flows in her body. Right. And that's everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Including your brain. <laughs> and that's actually how it works. So, you know, you've got the hormonal contraception, which, you know, is incredibly effective and it's sort of mindless, mm-hmm. which, you know, if, as long as you're willing to, you know, take a pill every day or mm-hmm. put your ring 
coming in once a month or whatever it is. And that makes it a really popular choice still with, you know, women generally in their 20s who are still, they're trying to get an education. They want to defer reproduction until, mm-hmm. you know, they've met their educational and career objectives. Right. So that's like one category. But there's also, we all know about the barrier methods and like condoms mm-hmm. and wah, wah, wah. Right. Like, <laughs> No one really wants to know about that or or even like pretend that it exists. Yeah, it's like the the redheaded stepchild of um, contraceptives. Like everybody hates it. Same with like the pulling out method. And I'm sorry, I did air quotes on the pull out method. But when my friends say that they use that method, it's like, You're like that's really? Not that's a not a real method. method. <laughs> yeah, that's like um, um, that's like wishful thinking. That's exactly. like a combination. Yeah. Wishful thinking is not empowering. So there's the birth control and the IUD, which are hormonal. Then there's condoms. Right. And then there's also a non-hormonal um, IUD. Okay. The, there's a copper IUD. Oh, I think that after I had my first kid, mm-hmm. I only have one, but after I had right. Sunny, they told me to go on that one. Okay. Did you do it? I didn't end up doing it. Okay. I ended up just going back on my birth control pill because okay. I wanted to just have the option to easily stop. And if I want to start trying again, that it wasn't going to have to be like a whole procedure and right. Yeah. yeah. And it's a really good option for women who are like not in your position, right. For women who want, who sort of know, like, I do not want to get pregnant for five years. Right. Right. Like right. a long uninterrupted span of time. Um, I think it can work really well. A lot of women tolerate that one really well. It also sort of interestingly, um, I've heard from some women that they can have some psychological, especially mood-related side effects when they're on the the copper IUD, which sounds like cuckoo nuts. No. But um, what happens with the IUD is that it does increase levels of inflammation in the body a little bit, mm. um, just because you're putting something in your cervix that yeah. doesn't belong there. And we and all know it, inflammation is not good for you. Is right. that with the copper and the other one? Yes. In both cases, yeah. you're getting some a little bit of inflammation. And okay. it's not like it's not the levels of inflammation where I'm gonna say that be careful, this might increase your risk of of cancer or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's not like those types of levels of inflammation, but even like slightly elevated levels of inflammation, because our brain is super sensitive to inflammation, Mm -hmm. um, it can influence mood. And I've talked to women whose doctors have also told them that they're crazy, that there's no way that a copper IUD that's not, you know, releasing any hormones or any sort of a compound into your body besides copper Mm -hmm. um, could be influencing your mood. But that's also just passive patently false. And it is, again, putting the blame on women for how they feel on their birth control, right. which has been something that's happened to us for far too long. Right. And, and you know, with the, the book, in fact, part of the reason that I felt so, like, the strong desire to write this book and get this information out there is for so long, I mean, these are the conversations that women are having with one another, mm-hmm. that they're having with their girlfriends, and they're having with their daughters and their moms, is about the way that the pill makes them feel psychologically, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. they're not feeling like the themselves for this reason Mm -hmm. or for that reason, but they can't really articulate what it is that they're experiencing. They don't have the language and they don't know about the research to really understand what's happening Mm -hmm. and and the different ways that the birth control pill and hormonal contraception generally can influence the brain. Right. And instead they're made to feel like they're crazy or being too sensitive. And so this is really about giving this information to women. uh, So that way they're actually able to say to their doctor, this is what I think is happening with my birth control Can we pill. make some sort of change? Yes, can we pe- please women change? should know that there's not only one option. I remember when I first went on the pill, my doctor prescribed me Yaz. 
And I went nuts on it. I mean, it took me a while to figure it out that it was my birth control, you know, because I wasn't so in tune. I was 21 years old and I was a college student. I wasn't like super in tune with my body and my feelings and thinking about all that stuff. But I was getting to the point where I wasn't falling asleep and I was stressing out about the smallest little things and the smallest little things were making me so emotional. Like I remember at the time, my brother hadn't, had never had a, I don't even know how I should say this, but he hadn't really had a serious girlfriend before. And I would like cry about the fact that I was worried that my brother wasn't going to get married. And it got oh to the gosh. point where I was like, oh my God, I this it's my birth control. Like I don't remember feeling this way three months ago. So I went to the doctor and they took me off of Yaz and put me on the low loestrin and it changed for me. That's no, that's fantastic. And it's yeah. so good that you were able to identify that because there are so many women because the brain is so funny. You know, it's like mm-hmm. when if we take the birth control pill, if we go on it, if we're feeling depressed, when things like depression and anxiety set in, it doesn't, or yeah, this like sort of over, it, like lack of ability to regulate your emotions yeah. in a really useful way. It doesn't feel like it's something happening with a medication we're taking or, you know, what our brain is doing. It feels right. like life is just worse, mm-hmm. you know, like totally. suddenly like the world is just a sad, a more sad and scary place. And so we feel overwhelmed. And so it's it's like our brain likes to turn the blame sort of toward what's going on in the outside environment. And so it's really hard for women a lot of times to identify what's going on with them when they're on the birth control pill. Mm-hmm. They just feel like, oh, well, you know, I'm not interested in sex anymore because I'm getting older right. or like I'm in college right now. And so I'm not thinking about sex anymore because I'm studying or, you know, I'm not really interested in exercise or, or moving and sort of being out in the world anymore because I have to study too much. Because a lot of times we're taking the birth control pill during these periods in our life mm-hmm. when there's so many things going on and we're able to sort of attribute the way that we're feeling, like our lack of vibrancy mm-hmm. or our feelings of not being able to regulate our stress. Mm-hmm. And we're able to attribute those things to these outside factors right. in our life. And so that you were able to identify that and then talk to your doctor and get on a new one is like really amazing. And it puts you like three steps ahead of where a lot of women are, where women are just like feeling like their lives are terrible. Well, because they don't even know. I mean, because the doctor may not have told them that a side effect or a symptom of taking this is that you may feel like generally depressed or anxious or sensitive or, you know, low sex drive. Like my doctor didn't really tell me any of that. I think it was my mom that was like, Whitney, I've, you know, maybe it's your birth control. And then the light went off, you know? So it's so important that there are women like you out there doing this research, because I think, like you said, a lot of women won't turn to their birth control pill because it's like, oh, this is something my doctor prescribed me. Like if my doctor is prescribing it for me, then I'm sure it's good for me. They wouldn't put me on something that's not totally good for me. Right. Or they they would have at least told me that there's yeah. a chance that in addition to influencing like what my skin looks like, mm-hmm. um, that it will also, or like in my ability I don't know, to get the pregnant. Sex drive thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I knew like a little bit, even before coming in here today, like I knew that birth control, you know, and these different forms of it could have an effect on your mood but I didn't even know that it has an effect on your sex drive. Yeah, no, a lot of women don't know that or that can even influence who you're attracted to. That's so crazy. Well, it is crazy. And it's like once you like sort of understand the way that sex hormones work and their really pervasive role in terms of influencing, yeah, like how vibrant we feel and how sexy we feel and even Mm -hmm. how sexy other people see us, like a lot of those things are fueled by the sex hormone estrogen Mm -hmm. and the birth control pill keeps estrogen levels really low and the synthetic 
clinic that they give you is also at really low levels relative to the other sex hormone, progesterone or progestin in these um, birth control pills. Mm -hmm. And so women are never experiencing all these amazing things that estrogen and, and that part of our cycle does for us. It makes us feel more vibrant and it makes us feel more sexy and mm -hmm. it makes us smell better to men and it makes us look more attractive. There's been research showing that when estrogen is high across the cycle, then women are perceived at their most beautiful wow. um, at that point and to suppress all of that. And it also, you know, plays a role in terms of sexual motivation. And mm -hmm. so we know that when estrogen is relatively high across the cycle, this is also when women are thinking about sex and like really into their partners and not to know all of these things that our sex hormones are influencing. And there's a lot more of that sort of thing too. Then when you end up with these effects, right, where you feel like I really just am not into sex, like that yeah. could just be like, it could come or go from my relationship and it would make no difference mm -hmm. to me at all. Mm -hmm. That's like not a normal thing. When you, if especially when you're 22 or 23. I had the experience of being in a relationship when I was in college and I was on the birth control pill mm -hmm. and I went and saw my doctor and said, you know, I'm not really interested in sex. And he was like, how long have you been in your relationship? And I was in my relationship for like six months or something. And he said, you should be so, I know. And he <laughs> said, you know what he, he, what he said to me was, well, longer term relationships, you tend to lose, you know, it's not six like it is relationship at 22 at years 22 old years all old. you're wanting to do is have sex. I, I know well that might maybe all that you wanted to do I was like I yeah. didn't want to yeah and so I and I so I stayed on this pill for a really long time and then I ended up I went to a different doctor um, mm -hmm. because I, I went to I was seeing my family doctor and then I went to the university health center doctor and they just put me on a different pill they said oh you know this is a new one try this one and it was about two years after I was on the one where I had no libido at all interesting and, and just even switching onto this new one, it was like a totally different thing. And then wow. when I went when I went off the pill altogether, which I did about, oh gosh, now it's been about 10 years. Wow. I mean, it was just a game changer for me. I felt so much more awake and alive and in tune with my sort of femininity and like my interest in sex and exercise mm -hmm. and, and just moving mm -hmm. and like listening to music. And it was like everything sort of, it was like waking. Like your senses caught on fire. Yes, so it was exactly. Like you just finally were realizing like how much more you could enjoy everything. Yes. And now a word from our sponsor. I wish I had known about Zola and used Zola when I was getting married. Zola is the wedding company that will do anything for love. And they are reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier. From engagement to wedding to even decorating your first home, Zola is ready to help you. They combine compassionate customer service with modern tools and technology, all in the service of love. Isn't that nice? Okay, so here is what's so amazing about them. They take the stress out of wedding planning, which we all know can be an extremely emotional and stress-inducing traumatic experience. They make free wedding websites. They have the easiest way to register for everything you ever want and affordable invite suites. They conveniently manage everything online and in one place, so it saves so much time for couples. For me, I know I had to have people going to all different websites to find all the things that I wanted. So this is so, so, so great. 
You start with a free wedding website. It's so easy and takes just a minute to set up and customize. They have hundreds of beautiful wedding website designs to choose from. So you can put your personal aesthetic on something and they have matching invitation suites. You can add photos, stories about how you met, accommodations info, and even local recs for out-of-towners in case you're having an out-of-town wedding. You can use the facts section that helps address awkward questions like, are kids invited or do I have a plus one? Um, Yeah, that's definitely a necessity. You never want to get those kinds of texts on the day of your wedding. Your Zola registry is on your wedding website so guests can get wedding info and buy gifts in one convenient place. They are also the only place where you can register for honeymoon funds and gift cards along with physical gifts. They carry all your favorite brands like OXO and Cuisinart to Brooklinen and Airbnb. So for $50 towards your registry, which can get you kind of a lot, and to build your free wedding website, go to Zola.com slash with wit and get started today. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Again, build your free wedding website on Zola and get $50 towards your registry by going to Zola.com slash with wit. And now back to our chat. So did you go off birth control after doing all this research or... No, actually going off of birth control was what led me to do all of this research. Interesting. So you started feeling all these amazing feelings again and feeling more yourself. And you're like, oh, there's something about this. Yeah, well, I, I did. I'm a psychologist and I've been studying women and health and sex and relationships for 15 years now. And I had never heard of any research, like psychology research, looking at the way that the birth control pill might influence like my sort of attunement to men or Mm -hmm. my energy levels or my ability to like cope with stress. Or even I found things related to like learning and memory and the ability to concentrate. I'd never heard of any of these things. And as a psychologist, you know, so I, I go off of the pill and I feel awake and alive. And yeah, like you said, like my senses just felt heightened. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the literature and I thought, surely nobody has been doing research on this because if somebody has been doing research on the birth control pill in the brain, I'd be the first one to know about it. And I was so surprised to find that in some cases with some of these topics that I cover in the book, researchers have been studying this stuff for several decades and women just have absolutely no idea that the research is out there. That's so I, mean, I know I it's wild. Like I've been lied to almost. Well, well, Not you know, lied, but just more like left in the dark, I guess. Yeah, and I yeah. think that I think we all have been. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I, I don't necessarily think that it's sinister on the part of our doctors. Right. I think that, you know, science and medicine, it's we can say that the problem is that it's siloed. And basically what this means is that you have medical research over here in this and listeners, I'm like making this like a circle over on my left hand yeah. side. <laughs> <laughs> like you have like medicine over on one side of, mm-hmm. of the football field, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like in this enclosed building and the researchers are publishing on things like the functioning of your heart valve and whether or not you have a risk for venothrombosis and mm-hmm. this sort of thing. So this is what doctors are reading is over here. Psychology, we're in a different building across the street mm-hmm. and all the windows and doors are closed. <laughs> and, um, and so we're reading and publishing on the brain and sort of experiential things like thinking and feeling and behavior. And they're not crossing the street to go into our library and we're not crossing the street to go into theirs. Mm-hmm. And so each one of us is in this you know, place where we're not really having access to what the other people are doing. And mm-hmm. so our doctors 
have no idea about, I would say, most of this stuff. They'll hear about sexual side effects or mood-related side effects because those things can be considered, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote, clinical, Mm -hmm. right? Where somebody actually goes to their doctor and says, I have problems with my sex drive. That's something that can be like a diagnosable thing. But changing who you're sexually attracted to, for example, that's not a clinical problem. Right. You know, that's just like a psychological experiential thing. And so your doctor is not going to be reading about it. Mm -hmm. They don't know about it and they don't tell you about it. Mm -hmm. And so I felt a real sense of responsibility to write this book, to get this information into the hands of women and not to scare them because there's nothing in my book that I think is going to scare women away from ever wanting to be on the pill. Mm -hmm. Instead, it's about understand the way that hormones influence who you are and your sense of self and the things that you like and the amount of energy you have and understand that understand what the research says about the way that the birth control pill can influence all of these things Mm -hmm. and each thing you know each individual woman is going to respond very differently to different formulations of the pill Mm -hmm. i mean think about your own experiences with you know yaz versus the ortho low i mean it was just like a world of difference for you and how in terms of how you felt and so the science isn't yet in a place where we can make really good predictions about what individual woman is going to respond what way to what pill. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important that women have information about what we know can happen. So that way women can keep an eye on themselves, Mm -hmm. right? And really see how they're doing in each of these domains of their life. And that way they can go and change their prescription if they need to, Mm -hmm. or if they want to go off of hormonal contraception altogether too, that's also an option. Right. I mean, for a lot of women though, who want to be on hormonal contraception, they'll be able to find one that works because like you've witnessed firsthand and I've witnessed firsthand being on a different prescription can really mean a world of difference. Right. And so it's really all about knowing the way it can influence you. Mm -hmm. So that way you can keep track of yourself and become an expert in you and then be able to work with your doctor to try to troubleshoot your prescription. Yeah. Because the doctor sees so many patients a day and they're there to just kind of like essentially read off information of how something that they have is prescribed to help X problem. But it really takes you to ask them the questions. You know, it takes you going in empowered to be like, listen, what are all of my options and what are like the pros and cons to all of them? And then you have to be in tune with yourself enough or know yourself enough to try to make a choice of what's best for you. But know that if it's not working, that there are always other options. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's so important that women are proactive with their health and, and really, learn who they are, how they respond to things, Mm -hmm. and make sure that they're advocating for the things that they need from their doctors. Right. And paying attention to how their body reacts to things. Because I sometimes don't do that. Like, I'll forget that I've taken something that or eaten something that made me feel a certain way. You know, it's like we really have to be in tune with everything that we're putting in our body and then how it's affecting our mental health. Because our mental health is really like the most important thing. It is the most important thing. And I think that, you know, especially in the doctor's office, sometimes there's a tendency to trivialize that and to treat mental health as being like the need for that as a character flaw. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, well, you know. Maybe you should try therapy or which is not a bad thing. Like, I I mean, that's, 
they're not taking accountability that maybe something that they're doing or prescribing has an effect on this person's mental health. Right. Yeah. And so each one of us, I love the idea of keeping a journal. I've been keeping one myself Mm -hmm. for the last several years and trying to keep track of like, yeah, what am I putting into my body? My brain and my body are connected and my brain is an organ in my body. Mm -hmm. And so when I eat certain things or if I'm exercising or not exercising, it's going to influence my outlook on life and the medication I'm taking. And so I think in the book, you know, and this is your brain on birth control. One of the things that I do is I talk about, here are the questions you need to be asking yourself when you're on the pill or when you're off of it. I'm just to sort of keep track of how you're doing in these different domains of life that are so important to women, like in terms of just feelings of wellness and feelings of feeling sexually attracted to their partner, feeling Uh socially connected with other people, Uh feeling like they're able to cope with stress and things that are overwhelming. And so that way they can really become experts in who they are and then how they're responding to their medication. Mm-hmm. And now a word from our sponsor. I'm on shrooms. No, not what you're thinking, the legal kind. These mushrooms are still magic, everyday magic, you might say. This ad is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, a wellness company that mixes shrooms and adaptogens with coffee, cacao, latte, protein powder, and edible skincare. Did you know that 64% of Americans drink coffee daily? I'm actually surprised it's not more. Well, 100% should be drinking Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee. Mushroom coffee is more than just coffee. It contains something called lion's mane, which I recently just learned about. It's a functional mushroom, and it's my brain's best friend and supports focus, productivity, and creativity during my busy day. Fun fact, lion's mane mushrooms have long been used by the Buddhist monks to help with focus during meditation. Plus, it includes chaga, the king of mushrooms, and chaga supports your immune system with antioxidant properties. This helps during this season when I feel like everyone around me is getting sick. If you need a little bit of extra energy and don't want to drink an energy drink that you know that's not good for you and don't want to drink regular coffee, this is really for you. It's made with 100% organic Arabica coffee beans. It has zero sugar, zero carbs, and zero calories. It's organic, vegan, paleo, sugar-free, and dairy-free. Plus, it has half the caffeine of regular coffee, but it is really, really delicious and helpful. Personally, mushroom coffee is way easier on my gut and doesn't leave me with that like awful jittery feeling or crash. They also have easy-to-use packets you can take anywhere. You can stash them in your gym bag, your suitcase, your purse, literally anywhere. And of course, we have a special offer for you guys. Receive 15% off your Four Sigmatic order. Just go to foursigmatic.com slash withwit or enter code withwit at checkout. Again, that is foursigmatic.com, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash withwit to receive 15% off your order. And now back to our chat. After doing all of this research about birth control, I mean, I know you don't say people shouldn't be on it, but what is your overall thinking about birth control? Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of these things where it's all about each woman making that decision for themselves, because Mm -hmm. for each one of us, depending on what our life goals are and our circumstances are, the answer about whether or not the birth control pill or hormonal contraceptives make sense Mm -hmm. is going to differ. If I was a, you know, 17 year old girl and I was sexually active Mm -hmm. and I wasn't very responsible 
mm-hmm. which describes me, by the way, as, <laughs> as a 17 year old, I would still I would be on the birth control pill knowing everything that I know right now. Really? Yes, like I if would. it was your daughter, if it was and, my daughter yeah. and that and she was irresponsible, mm-hmm. um, I, I would probably first try the copper IUD. OK, because I, I mean, especially again, if you're going through large spans of time where right. you're not getting pregnant, I think it's an amazing thing if your body tolerates it okay. well. Again, not everybody tolerates it well, but mm-hmm. if she that would be my first line of defense. Okay. If her body did not tolerate it well, I would switch over to the birth control pill, mm-hmm. knowing everything that I know right now. And even though, you know, we don't yet know the full answers about what happens with brain development, mm-hmm. anything that sort of fine tuning with brain development that goes on with the birth control pill, the consequences of that are going to be far less severe than an unintended pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, at that point in your life, when it's so important in terms of finishing your education and starting your career, I would say, all right, just stay non-pregnant. You know, we'll right. we'll deal with. You know, like I it's know the it's lesser t- evil. Yeah, basically. exactly. And, yeah. and really, and, and that and that's really what the book is about is mm-hmm. understanding what are the potential effects that it can have, mm-hmm. and then for each individual woman to weigh the costs and benefits. And at certain points in your life, in most women's life, it will probably make sense at least at some point because it's the best thing we have in some ways because it is so easy to use and mm-hmm. so effective. Mm-hmm. And so for at some point in you know, women's lives, sometimes it'll make sense. And then at other points, it won't. Like if I was 30 years old and didn't really want to get pregnant, but if I did, it wouldn't be the absolute end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably just track my cycle and mm-hmm. then use condoms during the points of my cycle when I needed them. Right. And so, I mean, it's all about knowing what the trade-offs are. Mm-hmm. And women haven't been given this information until now. And right. so it's about allowing women to have access to the information. So that way, when they're making decisions about their health mm-hmm. and about the way that they're going to be protecting themselves against unwanted pregnancies, that they can do it in a way that's really, they have their eyes wide open and they can be completely strategic, Mm -hmm. right? Like right now I'm going to do this. And then at that point, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. And knowing what the trade-offs are and also knowing what to look for if they don't feel at home in their own bodies. Mm -hmm. So that way they can troubleshoot their hormonal contraceptions or contraception until they find something that allows them to feel maximally at home in their own body when they're using the birth control pill. Okay. And what birth control pill do you think is the best? Like, which one would you recommend? Or do you stay away from recommending? I totally stay away from that. And the reason for that is that each, well, I'm not a medical doctor, so there's that. (laughs) That's like a big one. That's like a big piece of it. That's a safe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, But it's also, it's going to differ for every woman. There's just not a one size fits all um, birth control pill. And so, and unfortunately, you know, as I've said, and I hate that this is true, the science isn't yet in a place where we can make really good predictions about what woman's going to respond on what way to what thing. And just to give you an example of this, I was on the Nuva Ring after mm-hmm. I had my son. And I loved the Nuva Ring. It was amazing for me. I felt completely Fine. at home in yeah. my own body. And it was great. And then I had a friend who used the Nuva Ring. And she had a psychotic episode. Oh, my God. Like a complete psychotic episode where she didn't know reality from fiction and all of these things. And I've never heard of anybody else having this happen. Was this like really postpartum, like very closely after she, she had never, the baby? Or? She had never had a baby. Oh, so she was oh a friend who would never okay. had a baby. She oh just switched her birth control and she and was saying happens. all of these like crazy things and one of her friends took her into the emergency room because she was asking if she could cut people open to make sure they were alive oh because she thought they were robots I mean it was like a, a like a legit Psycho. like serious yeah. psychotic episode 
And the doctor, like at the emergency room, could not figure out what the issue was because she's perfectly normally functioning human being mm-hmm. otherwise. And so they were going through the checklist, like, what have you done differently? Have you mm-hmm. eaten anything unusual? Were you sitting next to strangers who might have put something in your drink? Right, You right. know, like trying to like, go through the checklist. And she's like, well, I started the Nuvering. And the ER doctor said, I don't think that's probably it, but let's just like, you know, whatever. And within two days... She was totally back to normal. They took it out. Yeah, she took they, it out. And and then and and like within fine. two days, she was back to her old self. And what this is like saying is not that the new rings make you crazy. Like right. I loved it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was great for me. But just this idea that, you know, hormones, they switch on and off so many things going on in our body from head to toe mm-hmm. that when you put hormones into your body which you do with hormonal contraception. Right. And because each woman's body chemistry is a little bit different, we all have different numbers of hormone receptors. We all had different levels of hormones before we started taking the birth control pill. Uh All of these things interact. And then with these hormones making all these sweeping changes, you know, from head to toe in our body, It's a little bit idiosyncratic and unpredictable. Sometimes women will have very strange responses to their birth control pills. And we aren't yet at a place in science where we can document all of those things. So, I mean, I really urge women to listen to your body and listen to your brain when you go on the birth control pill. And just Mm -hmm. because something isn't written on the warning label that you get from your doctor's office. Doesn't mean it can't happen. Yeah, and it doesn't mean it's not real. And and it is real. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just urge women really to um, take the bull by the horns and be advocates for not only the way that they're experiencing things on the birth control pill, Mm -hmm. um, but for being able to be the person they want to be and feel Mm -hmm. at home, feel like the person they want to feel. Right. And and they should be able to do that um, if they're willing to work at it and troubleshoot with their doctor. Mm -hmm. But they need to find a sensitive doctor who's going to listen. Yes, that is first and foremost, for sure. I don't want people to freak out. Like, not that they are freaking out. Like, if they're, you know, I'm sure the majority of women listening are maybe on some sort of birth control. Right. And so I don't want to, like alarm anybody like immediately yes. stop taking your birth control right yeah, no absolutely what, would you, not. what are just some healthy tips to tell people just yes. for them to know yeah. and to understand and to pay attention to in case maybe they are feeling some of the stuff that you talked about yeah, yeah no and I absolutely I completely agree and again this is not alarming information right mm-hmm. this is all of this is is giving women information mm-hmm. about what we know about the way that the pill can influence the brain and still it's going to make a lot of sense for a lot of women and again Again, even myself, knowing everything that I know after having done all of the research that I've done, mm-hmm. I would still go on it again at the times in my life when I was on it. Definitely. It was the best choice for me. Mm-hmm. I just probably would have been smarter about recognizing when the birth control pill that I was on wasn't working out for me. Right. Because there was a lot of time that I beat myself up over not having sexual desire and you know some of these other things or feeling mm-hmm. like I couldn't cope because I felt overwhelmed with stress. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of self-blaming during that time. And having this information, I think, really would have given me self understanding. Yeah, you would have cut yourself some slack and been like, oh, I'm taking something that may be, you know, triggering this negative thing. So maybe I'll just forgive myself for it. And But I know that I need to be on it because I yes. don't want to get pregnant right now. Right, exactly. Right. And sort of being able to sort of understand what's happening in our bodies mm-hmm. is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And then you can say like, this isn't me. This is my birth control pill. Yeah. And it really does sort of change the way that you are experiencing your symptoms. And so to women, I say, get to know yourself. I think if you keep a journal and are able to keep track of how you're doing in terms of your well-being, 
well-being, mm-hmm. how you're doing in terms of your feelings of connectedness with your partner, feelings of attraction to your partner. Mm-hmm. How are you able to regulate your emotions? Are you overly emotional? Are you feeling cloudy-headed? Right. And some of these other domains that I discuss in the book about what we know about what the pill is doing to the brain. Mm-hmm. I'm really like keeping tabs on how you're doing in these different areas. And if things aren't working out for you, if you're not feeling good on more days than you're feeling bad, Mm -hmm. when things in your life are going well, then talk to your doctor about finding a different birth control pill. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily about going off of the pill. It's about finding the right one. Right. And so just really getting to know yourself and and trusting what your body is telling you. And if your body is telling you this isn't really working for me, I think I'm having issues with this, this, and this, or I'm feeling sad on more days than I'm feeling happy, that's the time to go and start these really important conversations with your doctor Mm -hmm. about, how to strategize your birth control, whether it means finding a new pill or finding something else to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, amazing. Yeah, thank that you. That was so good. Thank okay, you. Okay, so tell everybody where we can buy your book, where we can find more information about you. Yes, so the title of the book is This Is Your Brain on Birth Control, mm-hmm. The Surprising Science of Women, Hormones, and the Law of Unintended Consequences. And you can buy it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or anywhere that books are sold. It's on sale now. You can connect with me on social media. My handle is at Sarah E. Hill, PhD, and that's on all of the different outlets. I have the same handle. And then I have also a website, and that is sarahehill.com. And I'm Sarah with an H. (laughs) (laughs) So sarahehill.com is my website. Sarah E. Hill PhD is my handle. This is your brain on birth control on Amazon. Amazing. And we'll put a link below in the comments so you guys can go straight to it and get the book if you're interested. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this was so fun. Good. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review because I want to hear from you guys. You can let me know what you thought of this episode or anything more you want to hear about. Thanks. Peace in the streets.